0: My name is Krista and I'm a director of Christian education and um, I live in Nairobi, Kenya. Who knows where that is? You guys are so awesome with geography. So there's a continent called Africa. We'll get to it. Don't worry. You'll know. Here's a short little video brought to you by me, myself, and I. Oh, you know what? We might have to press play. This technology these days is crazy. Hi, my name is Krista Young, and I'm a missionary with the LCMS, and I serve as a volunteer coordinator. I was born in a country called Papua New Guinea. I was adopted by American missionaries. I'm Richard and Loretta Adler. They lived there for about 20 years. We moved to the United States when I was 12, turning 13. went to Concordia St. Paul to study as a director of Christian education. Um, I've been married to my husband for 24 years. His name is Joel. And we have two beautiful daughters, Sydney and Grace. I received the call to join the team in 2016. And I meet with church leaders around the country and help them to establish strategies for short-term mission teams to come and partner with their congregations and their churches. If a short-term mission team would like to come and visit, I would be the one helping them make those arrangements. And you can do anything from a medical mission team to a vacation Bible school, helping build a church, or whatever it is that the local congregation needs help with. My family and I are so thankful for your partnership, your prayers, and your support. We couldn't do this work without you. All right, okay, so like the video said, I was born in Papua New Guinea. Um, Who was at the mass event last night? Yeah, who saw those flags waving? You saw me, thank you very much, thank you very much thank you did you notice the perfect precision in which it was waved during the chorus yes. that was really just our hands shaking because they were really tired from being up there but if you ask me where i'm from it's kind of hard to answer because born in papua new guinea biologically australian so if you think i look a little like nicole kidman it might be <laughs> and then i became a citizen in um, when I was 13, so thus the American flag. So you know what that top flag is? You know what the side flag is? You guys are listening, good job. Then I moved to Ethiopia. Do you know which one is Ethiopia? This one. And now I live in? Kenya. Kenya, right. So they asked me to talk a little bit about world missions And it's hard to do that in a half an hour. So I thought we would just sing a couple songs. No, I'm kidding. Um, I don't sing. But I wanted to tell you a verse that kind of um, motivated me when I was younger. So you've heard maybe, maybe you've heard the woman at the well story, right? So she has this encounter with Jesus, and he gives her some water. I mean, she gives him some water to drink, right? Right? And she's like, you know, they have this conversation about where they worship and that she's a sinner. And Jesus is like, you know, I love you. You're cool. You're part of the family. It's all good. What's her response right after? You find it in John chapter 4. Then, after having this chat with this guy, she recognizes something serious just happened. And she's like, wow, this is the Messiah my life is going to be different from now on. And what does she do? What does the text say that she does? Where does she go? She goes back to town, and what does she do? She tells the town, all of her people, who were not necessarily her friends, right? You got all that background, why she's there in the middle of the day. She goes and tells them, I've just met the Messiah. And the reason this is such a big deal for me is because Do you know Jesus? Yeah, I know Jesus. And so it's not a secret to keep, right? I know Jesus, but I don't want to be all like, don't tell anybody. Jesus loves them. No, I want to tell people like she did. I've had this encounter. God has touched my life in powerful ways, He's changed my heart. I want to go tell people about it. So that's a motivation for being, for sharing our faith. So I did youth and family ministry in congregations like with these hooligans for, yeah. did I call it? For about 25 years, not there, but in other places. And I noticed how countercultural youth ministry was because you all have your own language, your own like clothing, your own shoes, right? It's like a whole different culture. Well, then I started to recognize that that God was calling me to even something different, that not everybody is comfortable working in a different culture. But I grew up overseas, and I always wanted to go back overseas. So my husband is in the back. Everybody say, hey, Joel. Joel. He's the rock star um, because he, well, he's lived with me for 25 years, that alone. But then he was like, you know, we've, we've talked and talked and prayed about going overseas. Why don't we take this love for youth and family and this love for God's people and try it in a new place? So God called us to East Africa. And as we were praying and thinking about it, we were like, maybe we'll go back to Papua New Guinea. Maybe we could go to anywhere. And we went to Ethiopia. And we joined the team for East Africa. And <laughs> And um, one of the things I'm passionate about is saying to people, we know Jesus. We don't have to keep it a secret. We get to tell people. Maybe it's your neighbor. Maybe it's on your soccer field. Maybe, like the thing said, if you're in Iowa, (laughs) at school, at your job, wherever you go, maybe even to Africa, we get to tell the story of who Jesus Christ is. So here's a map of where the LCMS works in the world. So um, here is Papua New Guinea, best place on the earth. And um, she's going to really hate me for this, but do you guys know what a god family is, like godparents? So what do you call the children of your godparents? Like your god sister? Does that make sense? So my god sister, also born and raised in Papua New Guinea, Miss Ruthie, woo, woo, woo. Thank you. Okay. Could have given her a little more love, but that's okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. So that's Papua New Guinea. Most people don't know where that is. Um, you see, we even have presents and missionaries here in this wonderful place called North America. We have South America, lots of places, lots of places in Eurasia. Um, This week I have with me, we kind of gathered some missionary kids. So I have kids from Ethiopia, kids whose families live in Mongolia, Kyrgyzstan, and Kenya. And we were supposed to bring three Kenyan youth from the Lutheran Church of Kenya with us, and they got denied visas, so that was a really sad moment. So everybody say, aww. Um, we have lots of people here in Southeast Asia, and here's this continent called Africa. Look at all the cool things that is happening in the Lutheran Church in Africa. Um, the thing to remember, however, is that Africa is not a country. Nothing irks them more than saying, I went to Africa. It's like saying, I went to South America. That's not a country. It's a, it's a continent, Right. So um, in case you're curious, because we're all such good with geography, first we were to Ethiopia, that's where that little arrow is, and oh, that's Kenya, <laughs> that one's Ethiopia. So you see we're on the west coast, um, or the east coast of, of the continent. Did you know that Kenya has the most beautiful beaches like that I've ever seen in, well, not in the entire world but some of the most beautiful beaches. Did you know that? Did you know that Ethiopia has high, high, high mountain ranges? And that if you're in the capital city, it's cold. Like it gets down to like 50 degrees and you have to wear coats and jackets. So I'm here to tell you that Africa is not one big desert right? So there's just as many different, there's big, big, big cities, there's rural villages, there's everything in between. There's deserts, there's forests, there's um, lots of stuff happening. So this is what I do. So what do you do? As a DCE, that's a director of Christian education, um, they didn't really know what to do with me at first, so my position is called a volunteer coordinator. So how many of you have ever been on a mission trip? Here in the States, overseas, in a different country? So someone helped you coordinate that mission trip, right? So that's my job. So I live in East Africa, and I spend a lot of time with the local pastors, the bishops, and the church leaders. And I get to to learn about them and their churches. And then when people want to come over, I'm able to help them um, to have the best fit for their ministry and to prepare them so that they don't, like, say something inappropriate or wear something inappropriate and offend the local church immediately. Um, So the types of volunteers can be um, theological educators. Pastors can come over and teach at the seminaries. We've had congregations come as groups. We've had individuals come and teach English. We've had um, mission trips or, I mean medical teams we do a lot of great um, great work through medical teams, and so it's it 's a really powerful time to be there so what i 'm going to show you is some pictures, and the pictures have psalms connected to them um, that I thought kind of fit, but mostly, I want to tell you about the the pictures that the story the story that the picture tells so this is a congregation in Uganda <coughs> And they had walls in their congregation, and then they've kind of um, decayed and corroded away. And the termites have eaten them. In East Africa, you can have a termite mound that's like as tall as that wall um, in the middle of nowhere. It's kind of crazy. So they're restarting again with, um, with just a temporary structure. And this is their church. So we visited with them, and we told them, you know, we just encouraged them, and we sang together, and we shared the, the message of the good news. It was a really powerful time. This is a baptism has just occurred. This just happened a couple weeks ago. This little guy right here, um, his mom renamed him um, Mark. And this is the mom. Oh, shh, don't peek. This is the mom. And this is the pastor that lives in, the, in that community. This is another pastor, and this is his best friend. So we have Godson, Heroic, and Yakobo. They're all from Moshi. The, have you heard of Mount Kilimanjaro? They're all from the Mount Kilimanjaro region of Tanzania. And this other guy that looks like he doesn't fit in the picture, he's um, Pastor Charles, he's from Louisiana. So I should say, he's from Pastor Charles from Louisiana. I mean, he talked like that. But um, this little boy was so malnourished that we weren't sure he was going to live through the day. And so the nurses and the doctors that we were with connected him with the local health providers that we were with. The local doctors took him to their clinic and put him immediately on a like a thingy that... With, um, like, with foods and, you know, nourishment in it, I'm very medical. <laughs> I'm the medical expert on the teams. You don't want me to hear those things. But, um, right, so they went to the hospital that night. The next day she came back because we were going to carry her in our car. We were going to take her back to the hospital because it's far away and it costs a lot of money. And um, she asked the day before if um, we were talking to her about... God and what God can do in the church, and the pastors encouraged her to consider having her baby baptized. And she told us after the baptism that her husband is Muslim, and she wasn't sure he was going to allow the baptism, but he did. And so we, as a mission team, um, there were people from all over the country, doctors and nurses and regular people like me, um, were able to watch this baptism and this miracle, this miracle of faith. I don't know what's going to happen to little Mark and his mother, but I know that that community of people—Pastor Godson, Pastor Jacobo—I know that those that congregation is going to take care of her. Yeah, it was amazing. Another type of missionary group that we have is um, farmers. How many of you live in a farming community? Bless your hearts. I envy you. I think it's so cool. So there's these guys that come over. They're farmers here in the States. And they come over and they work with the East Africans um, who are struggling with some of their fields and and flocks by night. And so um, they're called consultants. And so they work together to talk about, like, what organic material could we use for fertilizer? How could we have a better crop? Because often, in places, they have a very small plot of land, and so they need the most amount of food to feed their families from this little plot of land. So it's important that that land can produce the best that it can. So this is a guy named Dr. Jacques Brennan, kind of a cool name. He grew up in Colombia, and now he comes back to East Africa every year and works with people, and he's big on corn. But there we call it maize, and this is Pastor O'Carry. He's the pastor of the leader of the area, and this is his farm. So he was translating for us in all of these little churches, and then he just, hey, for lunch, let's go to this really cool place called my house. Oh, here's my here's my crop. How do you think it's doing? So so Jack was able to to show him. Um, the, they're, obviously, they're talking about the roots and, um, and how, how far apart to plant things and what to fertilize, blah, 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 farming talk. It's really cool. Another type of mission trip that has come over is um, these are white kids. Do you notice? Maybe this. What slide does not look like the others? This one is missionary kids. So on our field, we have 32 chillens. Of people, we have one family with nine kids. Say, Oi, ve, Yeah. So, and then some families with like six and five. We only had two. So, we're the slackers of the crew. But this, um, a group will come over and lead children's programming while the parents, the missionaries who work full time are in conferences. And we do that twice a year, continuing education. So, if you like kids... And you want to come see another part of the world. Something to think about. So this is the program last October. In fact, you'll see this kid here is Noah. He's here with us now. Um, He's one of the missionary kids we brought. And this kid here is Grace. That's my youngest daughter. That was their VBS thing. I don't know what they're doing. Um, This is a story. This is a Maasai is a tribe in Africa, you know there's different tribes, like there's different groups around here. So the Maasai are the ones that you normally see they're wearing like red and black and white checkered blankets. That's their kind of their clothing. This is some kids in their village we were visiting. And um, can you tell me what you think their house is made out of? It looks like mud. It doesn't smell like mud. It, it's dung, dung. such a cool word, Bung. So it sticks and mud and manure held together. And um, this little kid, he's only like this tall, so their doors are tiny. They're not tiny people. They're usually typically pretty tall, but they kind of duck in and go through, um, and they have a smaller door to keep the wind out because they usually live in places that are pretty windy. So I'm telling these kids like, hey, do you want to come play soccer with us? And this took like 30 minutes for them to stop looking at me like this. They were pretty scared of me. Um, Just a funny story, a lot of kids in the villages are trying to pull off, like wipe off all the dirty spots on my arm. We call them freckles, but they never, they're always like, I'm like, I wash, I promise. So these are some of the places when we go to really rural areas. This is a medical um, picture, people doing medical things. The lady, <laughs> an IV probably, no, she, she's feeding someone lunch. But this is Sarah Kanoy. She's a teammate of mine, and she's a nurse that worked in the ER in Nebraska, Iowa, one of those cool states. And um, and then now she's a missionary in East Africa, and she runs our medical mission teams. And so these are two children that hadn't um, had much care, and the mom was getting tested for other things. And so um, these kids both had fevers, and so Sarah kind of took them into her triage area. Um, and she calls it bush medicine. So we don't have all the fancy schmancy, we don't have the cod and the paper and the you know, we don't have all of that. We have like a spot um, with a little bit of a pad. And so she's able to, she's trying to, This they both had fevers. So you can see this yummy yellow stuff is like um, salts put in water to try to rehydrate them. It looks yummy. Don't let it trick you. Yeah, electrolytes. Who said that? You're so smart. This is also from last two weeks ago in the Kilimanjaro area. Um, <clears throat> Have I mentioned I'm not medical? So we have these medical camps, and I give everybody else a really important job. And then the first day, I'm like, all right. They're all doing great work. I can't go take a nap. That would be awkward, right? I can't disappear. I'm supposed to be, like, motivating the mission, you know, the mission f- team. So I started praying with people. And what do you notice about this little girl? What do you think her faith is, if you were going to guess? How many Muslim people do you think I had the opportunity to pray with when I was in the States? So this is one of the things I love about my job is that it opens up doors that I didn't have here. Um, It gives me opportunities that I wouldn't have had the guts to ask someone in the States to pray with me. But over there, everybody gets prayed for at the end of the clinic, so everybody gets an opportunity to be prayed for. So that was, my, that was a, one of my highlights. So you all know that you are missionaries, right? What are, um, let's think of some jobs, something that you know, maybe what your parents do, or something you want to do when you grow up. And we'll see if it could fit into a missionary role. It's like Stump the Missionary. What do you want to be when you grow up? An occupational therapist. Boom. So what could an occupational therapist do in a different culture, do you think? So on the last medical trip, seriously, we had a physical therapist. I know it's different. I'll get to that. A physical therapist who was able to help all of these folks when they farm. Um, They tend to farm. They don't bend their legs. They farm, like, or they bend over cooking. They cook like this. They farm like this. They work like this. So what do you think? So their backs, we have a lot, a lot of elderly people who walk kind of around like this, a lot of them. So this physical therapist was able to teach them some stretches. Occupational therapists would help people with skills like, you want to get a job? Let's help. Isn't that what they do? They help you. I don't really know. I'm making stuff up. Fine motor skills. Thank you. So an, an example would be we had... Um, Some young men who were um, mentally handicapped, and and they weren't able, so she was giving the parents some skills and some, like, exercises to help them with different things like that. Like, she used beads. Is that what I'm, ah, look at me, I know what I'm talking about. Another job you want to be when you grow up. Air Force pilot. Thank you. Um, I don't know about the Air Force, but I have friends who work with an organization called MAF, Mission Aviators Fellowship. And they fly the coolest little planes to the most remote parts of the world where nobody can get to. So if there's a missionary there that needs supplies, or we recently had a family that came and stayed with us from Cameroon. They were being um, evacuated, and so they had to get out quickly. So MAF flew in took care of them, brought them to Nairobi. Powerful stuff. What about missionaries? (laughs) I meant musicians. What about business administrators? Do they have bookkeepers overseas, do you think? Do you think the Office of International Mission has things they have to keep track of in a spreadsheet? Yeah, they do. It's amazing. So no matter who you are or what you are, you can serve here in the States. You can, serve, um, you can serve cross-culturally here in the States, or God might be calling you to another field, which is where, where we are. But the idea is, short-term, long-term, you don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to be um, a perfect Christian. I mean, we are. But you don't have to be. <laughs> Thanks for laughing. It's true. But you don't have to be, like, holier than, than thou. Just people of God, right? Right? Because it's not my gifts, it's not my abilities, it's God who's using us. And that's, and that's the difference. One of the places I got to go, I want to just tell you one of my highlight stories. Oh, we're out of time. The refugee camp in northern Kenya where refugees go to live called Kalabay. This is where they live. This is where they worship. I'm out of time. This is Mama Rhoda. She um, was very, very desperate. She got a Bible in her own language, Amharic. And um, heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now she brings all the kids she's called Mama Rhoda, because she brings all of them to church. They had communion. This is you. Insert yourself into this picture. Can you read this passage with me from Psalm 73:28? "But as for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the Sovereign Lord my refuge. I will tell of all your deeds. So the prayer is that we know God, so we share God with the people around us. If you're interested in knowing more about the work in East Africa, you can go to the LCMS website. Um, If you like to pray, you can can pick up a prayer card. That really cute guy in the back will be holding them for you. Um, So this has my family picture on it and a little bit about us. Um, You can put it on your refrigerator and look at my picture every day and pray for us you can also um, pray for us through one of these and if you want us to come and visit your congregation and tell us about tell you about what's happening or if your congregation wants to support us blah 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 you can take some of these will you pray with me dear lord god thank you so much for today thank you for the opportunity to be here thank you lord for calling us to be your children for loving us for forgiving us, for giving us your Savior, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, give us the boldness and the courage that we need to share our story, to share your story, no matter where we go. Be it Buxton or Blixen or whatever the, oh, the places you will go says, help us, Lord Jesus, to have the courage to share your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.